You know, I would venture to say that at one time or another, we all have been afraid of the dark. Usually when we're kids, we go through a phase where we are afraid of the dark, but even when we grow out of it, there is still a, there can be a lingering discomfort in darkness, even for the toughest and bravest among us. And I mean, the reason of course, is that we aren't nocturnal creatures. We were made to live, to move, to work, to see in the daylight. And so we're out of our element in the darkness. And perhaps this is why cultures have, have so long employed the contrast between light and darkness as a metaphor, used to symbolize the moral dichotomy between good and evil, truth and error. On our celebration today for the fourth Sunday in Lent, traditionally called Laetare Sunday, the church makes use of this ancient symbol, this contrasting metaphor, light and darkness. You know, Christ is the light of the world, as we hear so often in sacred scripture. But in particular, our Mass for today associates this light of Christ with the sacrament of baptism. And you know, to understand baptism, we need to understand the state that we are born into. Because of the sin of our first parents, we are born into a state of enmity with God, to God. Right? We're born with the stain of original sin on our soul. In other words, we're born in darkness. Yet God wasn't going to abandon us to darkness. And so in the fullness of time, he sends his only begotten son, the true light who shines in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome. And by his cross and resurrection, Christ leads humanity enslaved under the darkness of sin to walk in the radiance of faith. And it is through the sacrament of baptism that this illumination is bestowed upon us. It is an illumination which is strengthened in confirmation and indeed, every time we receive the Eucharist devoutly, fruitfully. You know, we see what this illumination looks like in the man born blind. His uh, sight is restored immediately when Jesus miraculously cures him of this blindness. But he only gradually comes to see clearly the identity of Jesus. I mean, at first, you know, the Pharisees bring this man in to question him. Uh, at first, the man born blind describes Christ as, quote, the man Jesus. Now, this is true. Jesus is fully human. Don't get me wrong. He is a man. But he isn't merely a man. He is true man and true God. So the man born blind has part of the truth, but not all of it. He's, it's like he's in this in-between ground between truth and darkness, or between light and darkness. Then later, he professes that Jesus is a prophet. Christ is priest, prophet, and king, and so he isn't wrong. But again, this is only part of the truth. Jesus isn't merely a prophet. Finally, by the end of the passage, he proclaims, I do believe, Lord, and worships Jesus. And this shows us that he has come to believe that Jesus is truly God for two reasons. Number one, nobody worships a prophet. By definition, a prophet is a messenger. Now, on top of that, he worships Jesus, right? He worships Jesus and calls him Lord. Worship is reserved for God, and the title Lord throughout the Old Testament is reserved for God. So really, you could say there, there are three, uh, two or three reasons there. Right? The light of Christ has scattered the spiritual darkness in this man's heart and soul. Yet as we see this man born blind come to 
gradually recognized the, the reality and the truth of Christ's identity, as he begins to increasingly see in virtue of the light of Christ, we see the opposite with the Pharisees. They become increasingly more blind. Uh, you know, and first they admit that a miracle took place. And then later they backtrack and they deny that it, it was a miracle. And finally they expel this man born blind who's been cured from their synagogue. They don't want to see him. There is a spiritual blindness in the Pharisees uh, stemming from pride. You know, pride, part of the reason it's so deadly is it blinds us to the need we have for God, for his mercy and grace. And there's a lot that could be said about the dangers of pride and spiritual blindness. However, we have to see the Pharisees not just as a warning against pride, but also as a warning to us who have been illuminated by the light of Christ in baptism. Because every day we face decisions to either live and walk as children of the light of Christ or to live and walk in darkness. In big ways and small ways, we're faced with decisions every day. Am I going to do the, the right thing or the wrong thing? Am I going to live uh, in a good way or not? Really, the Pharisees stand as a warning that we can't take this for granted, that we need to tend and cultivate this supernatural illumination given to us in baptism. We must daily tend to the light of Christ in our soul with prayer and with frequent receptions of the sacraments. Think of, think of the, the light of Christ in our souls like a campfire. It, a campfire must be constantly fed or it will burn itself out. You have to keep throwing logs and sticks on it, right? Or it's going to just peter out. Well, likewise, we too must daily feed the light of Christ in our soul with prayer and with the sacraments when they're available, lest this divine fire go out. That's why we have to see this time where the sacraments aren't available for so many. We have to pray in these days. We can't let prayer go by the wayside. In fact, we should pray more than usual because we don't have uh, the grace that comes from the sacraments. You know, we live in an uncertain time, right? Especially given the current events in the world with the coronavirus. Many of us feel like life has been put on hold. And I preach about the need for prayer and sacraments because it's true, but, but like I said, you know, many in these strange times are being kept away from the sacrament, which is the source in summit of the Christian life, the Eucharist, the sacrament of Christ's body and blood. But, you know, it's in strange times such as these that we can learn from examples like the man born blind, like the saints who humbly and courageously trusted in Christ in the face of extreme difficulty. And, you know, I'm thinking of a relatively new saint, St. John Henry Newman, uh, St. John Henry Cardinal Newman, who was a 19th century Anglican priest stationed at Oxford. And in the 1830s, Newman, along with other scholars, started what was called, uh, became known as the Oxford Movement. This was a, a movement which sought to restore some of the Catholic faith and practice within the Anglican Church. Well, when John Henry Newman was 32, his health took a turn for the worse. And he took a break from his writings and went to the European continent to recuperate. But unfortunately, that backfired. He contracted a, a, a deadly fever, and he wanted to return to England, but there was 
There was no transportation available. And as he waited, his life became lonely and tedious. He was experiencing great physical and emotional despair. And it is then that he penned a beautiful hymn asking God for light. He wrote, Lead kindly light amid the encircling gloom. Lead thou me on. The night is dark and I am far from home. Lead thou me on. Keep thou my feet. I do not ask to see the distant seam. One step enough for me. In his confusion and distress, Newman prayed to the God of light to lead him from darkness to light, from confusion to certainty, and from sickness to health. God heard his prayer and led him safely home, not just physically but spiritually, because in 1845 he converted and became a Roman Catholic. And in October, Pope Francis canonized him as a saint. We need to take John Henry Newman's prayer as our own in these troubled times. We need to turn to the God of light to lead us from darkness to light, from confusion to certainty. We need to pray that Christ our light may lead us through the difficulties of this pandemic. And we need to trust that just as Christ is leading uh, Christ is the light leading us through this Lenten pilgrimage to the joys of Easter. So too may Christ the light lead us through the valleys and mountains of this earthly pilgrimage to the eternal joys of heaven.